Hi, my name is Minda Hartz, and I'm your host of Secure the Seat, your weekly podcast that helps women of color secure their seat at the table. And it's not about getting your seat and just kicking your feet up and being the only one. It's about bringing other women of color along with you. So if you have influence in your room, make sure you're using it for good. Hope you're having a really great week. Since the last time we spoke, uh, we had at my company, The Memo. If you go to myweeklymemo.com, you can see the recap. But we had our Women of Resilience Awards, which is where we honor three women of color in business. And so that happened last week. Shout out to our sponsors, SeatGeek, Grammarly, and Sweet Green. They definitely made it everything and more, adding all of that um, melanin in the room and having really great sponsors also helps. <laughs> there was just some really great nuggets and you just feel good when you feel seen. And today's episode is really a bonus that I want to do for you all because you've been rocking with me uh, for however long you have. Some of you have been with me since I launched this podcast a year ago and you don't miss an episode and I appreciate you. Some of you just started, you just found Secure the Seat and I appreciate you too. And if you haven't had a chance to go to wherever you are able to leave a rating or a review, uh, most of you tend to leave it on Apple Podcasts, but if you listen on other platforms and you're able to do a rating or a review, please leave a five star and a good rating. Those send signals to the powers that be that content for black and brown women is important. And we already know that, right? We don't necessarily need anyone's stamp of approval, but when we have that extra juice behind us, it definitely allows us to get the message out to others along the way. And so I just want to give you a gift today. (laughs) And I hope you see it that way, uh, actually. But you know, or you may not know, I have a book coming out with Hachette Book Group, Seal Press. It's on pre-order now, wherever you like to buy books, and it's called The Memo, What Women of Color Need to Know to Secure a Seat at the Table. And today is a bonus episode. I want to read a little bit of a chapter uh, to give you just a little taste of, of what the book has. And I have not done this anywhere yet. And I want to do this exclusively for those who listen to Secure the Seat because I know that many of you have already gone out and pre-ordered the book. If you haven't, please do so. Uh, We have a lot of downloads each week, and if each of you would purchase the book on pre-order, that would be awesome because those pre-orders actually play a really big role into bestsellers list. And so the more we can get those pre-orders in, uh, the better. And so in today's episode, I'm going to read to you just a a few little things. I have a chapter called The Ugly Truth. And I'm talking about the ugly truths that happen in the workplace with women of color, with black women. And here we go. My boss and another colleague hop into the rental car. About 10 minutes down the road, my boss jokes, you people love your bright colors. He laughed like it was comedy night at the Apollo. And my other male colleague chimed in with his agreement. I will never understand how my nail color turned into a 15-minute conversation on how black people love bright colors. Mind you, this was from their limited perspective on us people. I laughed it off, despite being internally annoyed and thoroughly confused. I happen to like burnt orange. The last time I checked, Crayola didn't make a special edition of bright crayons for black people. I was too young and not well-versed enough to address my boss in a manner that would make this a teachable moment for him. 
I regret letting him get away with such a lame stereotype. Soon I began to think this must be normal white workplace behavior because things like this seem to come out of his mouth on a daily basis. Perhaps if I had said something, he would never make another woman of color feel bad about her bright colors again. But I didn't know if I could. I didn't know if I should address occurrences like these. I would tell myself that he didn't mean any harm so that I could push through my work day and not internalize what he really meant, which was to make me feel different and ostracized. Women of color are not encouraged to speak out on situations that involve race, and when we do, HR isn't always the most welcoming. So that is a little bit of the ugly truth. I know you want to get some more, right? You want to get some more. Um, (laughs) I'm going to read a little bit more. Um, I'm going to skip a little bit. That was just to give you a little Costco Sam's Club taste. And I'm going to read a little bit more on this. I spent over two decades working in environments where I was the only woman of color in the office. And I learned a lot. I learned how to play the game. I learned how to play it so well you could fly me to Vegas and let me deal the cards. White people are so good at this imaginary game of life and continue to get ahead, mainly because they don't have systemic issues that beat them down each day, so they are free to spread their wings and fly. And I'm not mad at them. I scouted, I studied, I implemented. I wanted to get ahead, but it would take more than a simple Google search to find the rules to this game. No one sends the black and brown community a care package with the tools we need to thrive in a workplace that wasn't designed for us to advance. Some of us figure it out. Some of us muck it up for everybody else. And some of us want to be the only person of color and decide never to share the secret sauce. I know what it takes, and I'm sharing the wealth. Jesus loves all his children and wants us to win like DJ Khaled, and it takes a particular art. You have to finesse this thing like your name is Bruno Mars. Okay, okay. I can't get two audiobook on you all just yet. <laughs> I actually have to uh, read my audio, record my audiobook in a couple of weeks. And I just wanted to give you guys a little sauce, a little flavor of some of what the book is about. And um, this is just a bonus episode for you to en- keep encouraging you. Uh, I'm just so excited for you all to get your hands on this book in August because it's so important that we have resources that are talking to us. Oftentimes we have to read career books written by people that don't look like us and then we have to fit into their box. And now it's time for them to read about our experiences, many of ours, obviously I don't speak for every black woman or every brown woman in the workplace, but regardless of if you work at the drive-through window at McDonald's or you are at the top floor of Google, respect is just a minimum. And you should have equity, you should have agency, and you should be seen. And that is why the memo, what women of color need to know to secure a seat at the table is so important to me. And so I hope you're having a really great day. You know, I gotta make these short and sweet sometime. (laughs) And um, I'm actually traveling and doing some speaking, but I wanted to make sure that we engaged with each other this week. Didn't wanna leave you hanging. But uh, you know that I am a lover of grits and rap lyrics. And so, In honor of uh, Notorious B.I.G., his birthday was this week. Was it this week or last week? Um, Recently. And I don't know about you, but my days start to just kind of like (laughs) blend together. And he, um, I want to give you something from him. 
So the biggie verse is from One More Chance, and he says, lyrically, I'm supposed to represent, I'm not only the client, I'm the player president. And that really resonates with me because I have to use my platform. I have to be out in these streets talking about how we advance us in the workplace, because if if we don't do it, we can't leave it in the hands of anybody else. We've seen doing that really gets us nowhere. <laughs> so, And I'm able to do this because I am a black woman. I've spent years and years and years in workplaces that were not equitable and dealt with microaggressions. And even as an entrepreneur, I still deal with that stuff. You don't necessarily get away with it. So get away from it. Um, so securing your seat that is required whether you are in a traditional workforce or you are building your own company. I don't get away from how people necessarily treat and talk to me just because I have my own company now. There's still issues there too. And so I think there's this common thread, but I just love how, you know, he just flexed on it about, I have to represent, you know, I'm on both sides of the table. And so um, that's my rap lyric for the week. Uh, and also securing the seat. If we don't secure it, then we don't leave a legacy for the next woman. And that's the way I see it. And so that's all I have for you today on Secure the Seat, your weekly podcast that helps women of color secure their seat at the table. And this podcast, yes, is geared toward women of color, black and brown women, but also shout out to my listeners that may not identify that way because you're learning, you're doing the work, right? You're not asking other marginalized groups how you can be helpful you're taking that initiative you're listening each week and taking notes and helping us secure our seat as well and hopefully you're getting some tips too so how you can secure your seat if you haven't yet found your voice and you're having some issues with self-advocacy so we're all in this together you know where to find me you can go to mindahearts.com you can sign up for my newsletter there and then also you can find me on the twitter at Minda Hearts, where I'm most active. Keep securing your seat.